0: I just kind of decided to try like a soap recipe. And I don't know, that was like the first time I made soap. It was super ugly, by the way, also.
1: Were you one of the employees or business owners impacted by COVID? Did you contemplate taking a side hustle and making it your full-time gig? That's exactly what Jasmine Jabowen did when she took her side hustle creating soap and transformed it into a full-time soap business. Soaps by Ja. Her mission is to educate communities on the importance of natural skincare and just how beneficial nature truly is for our skin health. So, how did she find success in the midst of struggle? How did something as awful as the COVID pandemic lead to a thriving soap business? Ja joins us in this episode of the Wealth Saver Podcast to share her journey. And talk about her amazing all natural products.
2: Welcome,
0: Ja. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Welcome to the show. So, how, well, I've just for everybody, I've known uh, Jasmine for a bit in the back when she was first starting out. Um, but for everybody here, could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Yes, of course. Uh, my name is Jasmine. It's spelled weird, but you just say Jasmine. Um, I founded Soaps by Jaw about three years ago. Um, I'm originally from South Florida. I have a Caribbean background. Um, Both of my parents are Jamaican. Um, What else? Let me see. I'm the eldest of uh, five siblings. And um, I have a birthday coming up. So that's exciting.
1: So I got to ask I mean, it's it's pretty obvious to me, but for people who don't know, obviously with your Caribbean descent and obviously from Jamaica, um, Ja, the word Ja represents something and it's in your name. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely. Um, I don't get a lot of questions about it, but when I do run into Caribbean people, they always kind of double speak like, what is that? <laughs> what um, so uh, like I mentioned earlier, the spelling of my name is a little bit strange. Um, so the first three letters are jaw,, uh, which is also um, more Caribbean individuals will probably be familiar with the term, but it's another way that we refer to God. Um, and my business represents nature, for us, um, and what I truly believe in. So I believe when my parents named me, that was something that they took into accord also. And for me to do soap by jaw was kind of a double entendre type of deal. So, It's by me, but it's of something kind of greater than me. That's awesome.
1: So what were you doing full-time before COVID?
0: I was doing nothing remotely close to making soap. I was totally a bartender. (laughs) I was full-time. I was working at the Winwood Yard, which no longer exists, unfortunately. But... um, Anyone that has been in Wynwood or had been in Wynwood from anywhere between, I'd probably say 2015 up to 2019, the Wynwood Yard was a really, really great place. Um, It was very family oriented. Um, There was a lot of, you know, proposals and engagements and celebrations that happened there. Um, And that place, is I think I worked there for about three years. So that was a lot of my experience was, um, you know, kind of being in that environment and meeting different people and getting better at bartending and all that stuff. So that was most of what I had going on um, before even thinking about Soaps by job.
1: So um, tell me how you went from bartending to soaps. So um,
0: I had actually so I had gotten an opportunity to go to New York for a summer and basically just work and like save up money and just be in a new spaces. So I had been gone all summer. And when I came back to Miami, I was able to get my job back, but I didn't really want to do full-time bartending. And, you know, I had a little bit of cushion money because I wasn't really spending money all summer because I was working. So I was kind of at a point where I was a little bit bored with life. You know, I didn't really have like a significant other, anything like major that was happening that had my attention all the way. So I kind of went on like this, I need a hobby kind of Mm -hmm. journey. Um, So, you know, I just, I was just like looking into different things. Um, And then I think I might've saw like a DIY for maybe a bath bomb or something similar. And then soap kind of came into my realm of thinking. And I kind of just went from there. Um, Mm -hmm. And between looking on blogs and forums and, um, Google, YouTube, you know, our favorite resources. I just kind of decided to try like a soap recipe. And I don't know, that was like the first time I made soap. It was super ugly, by the way, also. (laughs)
1: <laughs> super This <laughs> <honest. laughs> Is it like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of like kindergarten when you first try and your kids are trying to do something and after it's a like, it's a mess. But, you know. <laughs> it was so
0: bad. But I mean, what happened was there's like a bunch of different types of soap you can make. So originally I was going to go to like Hobby Lobby and get one of those, you know, like just kids, like whatever yeah. and see what I could do with it. And then I was like, eh, but that's not like really good for your skin, I don't think. I kind of want to use the stuff I'm making Mm -hmm. so then from there I went into well how can I like can I really do it from scratch you know like is it actually something that you could do at home and stuff like that and I made the first batch I gave it to my grandmother and I think to this day she still has like one bar (laughs) oh man she's like you remember when you gave me this I didn't want to use it
2: (laughs) oh that's (laughs) sweet So what um what sets your soaps apart? So one you wanted to use it, so I take it that it helped actually clear up your skin. Your skin looks great on the video.
0: Thank you, thank you. Um, I did. I trusted myself because you know I follow instructions well. So I trusted that whatever I created, I was able to, you know, use if I follow the instructions. So I was using it, and at the time, I don't think I was giving it the credit that it deserved because I didn't really intend to like market a product and sell it. You get what I'm saying? It was kind of just like a thing where I was like, I'm just going to try a thing at home and see. Um, And then I started to notice little things like, okay, I'm like out in the sun sweating all day, you know, at the yard. And then I'm not breaking Mm -hmm. out as much as I used to, you know? So it was just minor things that I kind of picked up on. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm onto something here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was also really fun too. I really enjoy soap making like the actual process of it.
1: So what do you incorporate or what, what are the, I guess, what's unique to your, to Soap Spa job ja, like for you, right? So you, you went into this with um, an expectation to treat it, to treat yourself really when discover some process that you wanted to try out. So what, what came of it?
0: Um, I would say, after kind of so with me the soap thing became like a conversation piece and I kind of just would like give it to like friends and family I was making too much at one point I couldn't even use it but it was fun I was just trying recipes um and then I would have kind of like this positive reinforcement you know kind of coming back like hey what are you doing over there that's really good like I liked that Mm -hmm. you know what's that thing can I buy that from you I was like oh wait for real, like I was just being nice, you know, like here, take this or, you know, here's a little some love from Florida type of thing. Like it wasn't that big. So I guess when I started to think about how much people were really receiving, you know, something as small as a piece of soap, I was like, dang, well, I want to make it all the way special. So my packaging is something that I take great pride in. It's really simple, Um, but I don't run into a lot of other um you know, soap companies or similar businesses that follow that type of packaging. And I really love that. So Mm -hmm. um, my soaps are, every individual soap is in a cotton bag that's reusable. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can, if you want to hold jewelry in it, if you want to take your soap with you wherever you go, if you want to actually use your soap through the bag, you can. So it serves a bunch of purposes outside of just being super cute. Um, And people really like that. People are like, listen, the presentation, you know, itself is, really welcoming. Like, it makes me wonder what's going on inside of there and stuff like that. So I would definitely have to say my packaging is one thing, um, that's unique, you know, with soaps by jaw. And I'd probably say the next thing would be the process, the technique that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, any soap maker knows cold process soap is, I mean, pros and cons. Who wants to wait six weeks for soap, right? Like you make people want to use it. It smells good. But the cold process soap, up to six weeks, you can can have your bar of soap sitting, um, waiting on it to fully, you know, all the excess water to evaporate, for it to dry out, for it to be that proper texture and consistency that you want to have like a really solid soap bar that's going to, you know, Mm. lather properly, last for a long time, smell good the whole time you're using it, all those things taken into consideration. So with cold process, it takes a long time. And there's a lot of planning that has to be done ahead of time, Mm. but it allows for me to be a lot more creative with the designs of the soap um, so that they're a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. um, So that the raw ingredients that are in the soaps can actually, you know, um, offer up those nutrients that they have and they're not really cooked up or heated out of it or anything like that. So that would be the next thing. But once you start to grow, it gets a little bit difficult to keep doing cold process. So. Hmm. That's that that's something that i I kind of think about all the time, like uh uh yeah, well,
1: it's so a hand, right now, it's your hand.
2: process currently takes six weeks to make, so if i so if someone purchases a bar of soap, that bar of soap that they're using took six weeks to make currently,
0: yes, well, it's not the process itself is not six weeks, so just like I teach a soap making workshop in an hour, I can get a bunch of batches of soap done in an hour, but from that day about four to six weeks that soap sits before any customer touches it. Wow. wow! Before I even think about like shipping it or packaging it into anything, mm-hmm. I have a soap closet that it, it just sits in so that it's able to cure properly. Hmm.
2: That's interesting. Um, so, so speaking of soaps, are there any other products that you sell as well? Yes. Um, yes,
0: yes, yes. I was a little nervous to start offering other products because I'm not Like an esthetician or anything, but I am pretty experienced in the products that I'm offering. I've, you know, I've known them to be effective in several cases, different scenarios, and stuff like that. So um, I offer face toners, I offer um, beard oil, face oils, body scrubs, um, a really, really nice whipped body souffle that people love, except it's about to be summer so everyone keep in mind that it is difficult shipping body butters during the summer. It's so hard, the sun is hot, we don't know what's going on between here and where it's gonna go. Um, So, you know, sometimes they melt or they don't make it there, you know, in the way that it was sent out. So because of that, I started offering body oils for the summer, that way that there's something to kinda, um, you know, facilitate all the seasons and take care of everybody all the time.
2: Um, So, okay, so talking about all of your products, what would you say are like your top two sellers out of all of your products you have? I mean, I'm just excited about the presentation. Presentation is everything. Thank you. Um, All right. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to say out of all of the soaps.
0: The number one seller is definitely the activated charcoal and bentonite clay soap. And then I'd say, um, maybe out of all of the other products, the rose water face toner. Mm-hmm. Um, the rose water is really, really good. Just generally speaking, even if you have perfect skin, it's just, it feels good. It keeps you refreshed. You know what I mean? It helps you if you're inflamed, mosquito mm-hmm. bites, anything. Like, it's not really designed to cure anything in specific. It kind of just like, creates a healthy space for your skin. Um, so that's definitely, you know, something that flies off the shelves all the time.
2: Gotcha. Sounds like that'd be good for allergies. I'm thinking about myself, like my eyes are puffy right now and everything. Exactly, yep.
1: I'm sure a lot of listeners are over here like, oh yeah, I can do all this. But um, anybody who has gone out and tried to create a new product, you know, understands that there's usually a lot... A big lead time or amount of commitment to discover that new product. How long do you would you have said it took for you to feel comfortable um, going out and selling?
0: I'm gonna be completely honest. I would say probably about a year and a half before I got like real confidence. And when I say real confidence, I mean not like, let me get a pep talk really quick so I can do this, but like genuinely believing that like everything that people are saying is true and not just because, you know what I mean? And also believing that, no, I'm really, really doing this here. Like, hold on, this is really a thing and I should be proud of that thing. Um, so it took me a while to get there because I don't want to, I don't know, I'm the type of person I want to like genuinely feel my emotions. I don't want to like force something or It seems like I should be excited about this, so let me jump into joy. You know, I want to understand that what I'm doing, I'm wholeheartedly getting involved into it, and it's, you know, all my products are being made with love, and it's something that I want to do, you know, in the long run. Not forever, but in the long run. So I think I'd probably say about a year and a half it took me to to get to that place.
1: And when did you, I guess, like, when did you realize that, you know, this was going to be the full-time thing for you? When did you... I mean, I should ask, are you still doing anything on the side before? But, or is this like now been your sole focus? So
0: many people once told me if you keep not focusing on it, then it will never be like your main thing. So I think before uh, COVID, which forced all of us into some very particular places, but I think before COVID, I was already mentally preparing myself like, girl, dive in you know like cut it out like you don't want a boss you don't you don't even really want to be a boss but you just know that you can create a space you know what I mean you can do something else so like dive in and get it done but of course I'm not business savvy you know when I went to college I didn't go to college for a business degree or anything so this is all me learning by experience by trial and error and by hoping that the advice I take from the people that I trust is the advice, you know what I mean? That's really going to mm. like propel me to the place I need to be. But COVID forced me, forced me. I mean, as a bartender, the industry absolutely died down. So even now, I think I'm still transitioning with the state of mind because I'm so used to, you know, for example, a steady paycheck, you know, things like that, where as a business owner you really have to rely on yourself to make your sales and, you know, get that invoice paid and all those things. And it's like a different dynamic and a different discipline. Yeah. Um, but I, I would absolutely have to blame it on COVID. COVID pushed me over the cliff that I wasn't going to go over, you know, that I kind of just was like super nervous about doing it. And, you know, thankfully, things have been working out and they've been getting better. And, at a, you know, at a very consistent pace and not more than I can handle. But Definitely, you know, increasing and becoming full time for sure. <laughs> I do want to shout out j Candle Shop. It's a Black-owned, women-owned um, little boutique that's in Coral Springs in Coral Square Mall. Um, the owners, I've worked with them in the past. So for my soap making workshop, I've had them as vendors. Um... We've vended together at various events, and they're super awesome. So, um, because they're familiar with my product, they reached out to me and were like, "Hey, we know like it's been a really crazy year, but we got a crazy opportunity, you know, to really open up the shop, and we thank you to do well." Um, and since November, things have been doing great. You know what I mean? Like they've been able to keep their boutique open. They've been busy. We've been constantly doing business together, but um, it's been great. It's been absolutely great, and I'm super grateful for the opportunity, um, because I've been afforded, you know, even opportunities for random people I don't know that have walked into the store and walked out, you know, with soaps by John stuff. So that's something that I love. Um, and then also, most recently, we just had a soap making workshop in May. The last, I think it was May 30th, I don't know, or maybe the Sunday before Memorial Day. Um, but I did a soap making workshop at Yeasty Brews Brewery, which is a another small business. It is women-led. And so we had a soap-making class. It was super awesome. There was like complimentary beer and wine. So that was awesome. Um, The owners, Dan and Danielle, were amazing. They were super, super hospitable and everyone there made some super dope soap. So I'm looking forward to in the future, you know, collaborating And keeping it going, you know, keeping the events moving. And I don't want to just do my workshops alone. I want it to always be collaborative in some sort. Um, So, yeah, that's it for now. But stay tuned.
2: Do you think social media has also played a role in the success of when the small businesses collaborating together? That's huge. But has social media also played a role? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I think for one, people are really shy. Um, So it's easier for you to just send the DM and then if you don't get a response, oh, it's okay. But maybe for you to, you know, reach out to a business owner via phone and kind of pitch them something or suggest an idea. It just seems a little bit more weird in current day. So with social media and people tagging and everyone wanting to kind of support everyone in the same community, it just makes it a lot more approachable. The idea of collaborating, you know, with another business that might be like-minded or maybe another business that has nothing to do with what you're doing, but you have an idea, you know, it just seems, it seems uncoachable just because of social media. I think absolutely has a huge, huge um, impact on that.
2: For anyone that is out there and they're looking to turn their side hustle into full-time, what are some tips and some pointers that you would give to them?
0: Okay. I would definitely have to start with, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. I like have to tell myself all the time, girls, just ask for help. Like, <laughs> like, You don't have to do this by yourself. It doesn't have to be so hard. Um, outside of your friends and family members, there's a ton of support and resources that are out there. I mean, Facebook groups, follow random Instagram pages. I've I've gotten into the thing of following hashtags and seeing where they take me. And it's taken me to some really cool places to meet some dope people and, you know, just find out about events and programs and stuff that's going on. So don't ever feel like you can't ask for help. That's like the number one thing is don't, you know, don't ever feel like you can't ask for help. And nine times out of 10, people want to help you. They just don't know how to. So if you ask for help, you're already guiding. You're saying, all right, look is this one thing or this thing I'm focused on that I might, you know, need your thing, your help with. And then it's easier for someone to say, Oh yeah. All right, cool. This is, nobody focus on this. And you know, it's kind of like a simpler conversation, but it's harder for someone to come up to you who they might think has it all together or knows what they're doing. And you're like, completely maybe falling apart Um, for them to try to say, well, let me help you where they might be in fear of, I don't need your help or I got this or, you know what I mean? Um, so, obviously, you have to be prepared to work hard because if you start a business, you don't just automatically have workers. you have to do pretty much everything by yourself. Um, but in that, when you're working hard and you're doing everything, be patient with yourself. You can't really do it all and then be okay and then live a normal life and then eat three meals a day and then spend time with your family and take care of your kids. Like, It's really, it's difficult to do that. So, it's important to be patient with yourself and, you know, kind of slow it, slow it down, maybe plan things out and say, you know, Monday is going to be for this, Tuesday is going to be for this and kind of give yourself a schedule and some type of boundary to be around um, so that you don't lose your mind, but you still are able to focus on the thing that you want, you know, it's not to say you don't want it, but so you have healthy doses. All
2: right, Josh. so how can our listeners buy some of your soaps, or sign up for your soap making workshop, because if they're like me, they are super interested in your soaps.
0: Yes, yes. I love to hear. Um, well, you guys can always shop on soaps and all my products at at us. So soapsbyjah.us. Um I'm working on not running out of inventory, so usually you can find everything on the website um, and also whenever we do have events open, you can always go on the website, and if the if you can't purchase a ticket on the website, because we may be doing a collaboration, it'll always have a link that'll send you to wherever you need to go if you want to sign up. If anyone's interested in private soap making workshops, I do also offer those. Um, it's a one-on-one experience, and I recommend it for people that are in the beauty business or are interested in starting their own, and they just want to get the basics of what the heck soap is, how are you coming up with this, I'm interested, you know, is this something that I could even keep up with, that type of experience I also offer, um, which there's a form on the website that you can fill out if you ever want to, you know, just inquire, get more details on it, see what's going on, uh, and then... Of course, as mentioned before, Coral Spermall has my soaps locally. So if you want to physically smell them, touch them, feel them, you can head over there to J.K. And Candle Shop. Um, and that's it for now. For now. Um, I've been doing a lot of wholesale orders. So I think maybe in the future we'll be making some more announcements in regards to where you can find um, all the product. But as for now, you guys can just visit the website. From there, it'll take you wherever you need to go.
2: A question that we ask all of our guests. What does the term wealth saver mean to you?
1: Hmm.
0: Let me see. I would have to say um, it reminds me of a, a state of mind. So it's not really like a task or anything that you're specifically doing or a person that you are. But I think that it speaks for maybe the the mentality of somebody who intends on doing something for something for someone greater than themselves. So you know, if you're, I want to start a business, but I don't just want to like it to just end one day. I'd love for it to grow and then maybe move on to someone else who can profit off of it, or you know, maybe my offspring. Who knows? But it's to save that that um sacredness, I guess, of, you know what I mean? Of what you've created and in the community specifically, that's what it means to me. That's what kind of what I think of when I think of WorldSaver, like it's just a state of mind and how you're moving in the for the long run, for your ultimate goal and not really what you want to do here and now.
1: Well, thank you so much, Ja. It's been a pleasure. And um, we hope the best for your success. I mean, and it keeps growing and, glow- and glowing up, so.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is my first podcast.
2: I'm excited. Peace and love. Like what you heard? Make sure you rate us and subscribe to Tailored Wealth Saver Podcast.
1: If you have podcast ideas or topics you'd like for us to cover, email us at podcast at tailoredwealthsaver.com.